Hey guys, welcome in. It is Brad with College Sports Cast. Got John Hammonds here with me, and we are here to do a version of Week 16 Big Fuss Show. It's all a commotion around here. What are you talking about? Let them gap at you. It's actually very exciting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. I don't know what that was. I played the wrong thing. That's all it was. Um, you know, only, stuff only like Brad that Har happens every now and then. Only Brad Harvey on the college force. <laughs> Hey, you know, stuff like that happens. I've got, I'm, I'm sharing this with a few people, and uh, there's other stuff on here. And I swear it looked like it's the same colors that mine is. And I just kind of glanced down and thought that was it. And then I thought, what is that? We're here to do our big plus show. Um, Hammonds is with me tonight. What's up, Hammonds? What's up, man? We always got to start out with something going on. You know how that is. Yeah, so I'm can't... wearing my Untouchables, 1996 Champs, Reef, uh, Home Field Apparel. It is scrolling across the bottom. It's Christmas season. Um, there is... Specials going on there. You can use our code CSCAST um, at homefieldapparel.com. That'll help us out, give you some cool gear. There's over 180 teams to choose from. They got cool vintage retro logos, mascots, throwback teams like this one, um, all kinds of different designs, and it's really cool, so check them out. Thought I would put that on tonight. This one's pretty new, so. All right, so first thing I'm going to start out with tonight, John, what about Monday Night Football last night being the Kentucky edition of Monday Night Football? I mean, honestly, if I was the coaches, and I'm sure they're on it because they're pretty good with all this, Moro and Stoops and all them are pretty good with it. I look at the stars that we have that's up and coming in the NFL. Because last night you had Will Levis coming from behind with three minutes to go. First time in 50 years 
that's been done, mm -hmm. by the way. Um, 14 points down. He comes from behind and beats Miami last night, the Dolphins, 28-27. There was two games on, and the other game, late in the game, there was a fumble that was recovered by Carrington Valentine from the Packers, picked it up and ran it like inside the 10, set up a touchdown that went – so the Packers went ahead, and then they had a two-minute drive, the Giants did, and the guy who caught the pass that ran it down the field to set up the winning field goal was none mm -hmm. other than Wandell Robinson. Yeah. With the Giants last night. Well, that's the thing, too. The Packers, um, the Packers had this game won. Like the Packers had this game won, and the Dolphins had this game won. Both teams, and they, and, the, and they blew the game. Like yeah, they did. I mean, they did absolutely. They did a hundred percent. But I was just really astonished. I mean, we're talking about the NFL here, and and the playmakers that were on the field last night. We're Kentucky Wildcats. Late in the game, when the game mattered, they were all Kentucky Wildcats last night. And guys that haven't been in the league very long, Carrington Valentine and Will Levis are rookies. Mm -hmm. And and Wandell Robbins has only been there. This is his second year. And to be honest with you, he missed most last year with an injury. He only played one yeah. or two games. Yeah, he so, made a I mean he made really, a comment on his on his Twitter, he said, this time last year, I was going in for surgery. And he said, and and now I've, yeah. you know, I'm winning a big game on Monday Night Football, which the Giants are still in the playoff hunt, to be honest, even at the record, which I don't think it hurts the Packers as much because the Packers are still right there. They're the, I think they're the last wild card, but that's a game you shouldn't lose I mean, the way they lost I'm a Packer fan, and you know that, John. So it, it hurts me to say, you know, won that, picked it up and won it. But, I mean, it's what happened. I'm just saying it was it was something that Kentucky could use in recruiting to say, look what we're building. And it was all done on Monday Night Football. It was pretty, it was pretty nice. I, I liked it, um, you know, watching it all. Will Levis. I told you guys, I told you. It's all I'm going to say. I'm going to keep saying it because I told y'all that he has the it. And I'm telling you, I've been selling it. I've been saying it on this show. Last season, I had an NFL draft insiders for the Seahawks and the Packers on this show in April. And I told both of them this very same thing. And all the NFL people wanted to act like Levis might be a bust. And I kept telling them, you're missing it. You're, you're missing it. He, he has that X factor, that dog mm -hmm. in him, that it factor. You know, and, and a lot of these other guys that was in that draft don't have it. Mm -hmm. And I kept telling people that. 
but nobody would listen to me. And then you see Carrington Valentine picking up a fumble and running it back to set up the go-ahead touchdown for the Packers. You see Wandell Robinson making plays over 100 all-purpose yards. He had 36 rushing, 79 uh, and six receptions, mm-hmm. 79, 79 yards uh, passing, six receptions last night for the Giants. And it was just really cool to see it all uh, unfold last night, the Kentucky edition of Monday Night Football. So we got Jerry Carter with us and Josh Hart. What's up, guys? Want to get that out there? But all right, so moving on from that. We'll go to some college sports news um, and, and start in with, with some of that. So there's tons of um, transfer portal stuff going on, and we'll get to some of that in a little bit. But uh, Texas A&M linebacker uh, Cooper declared for the draft today. Mm-hmm. I find this one a little interesting. The floor. Florida Gator Attorney General, the uh, not Gators, the Florida Attorney General is trying to file something through the courts on the college football playoff. We're going to talk about it a little bit further um, in later in the show, so I don't want to get too deep into it, but I did want to on it and the reason why I said Florida Gators is the guy that's doing or the yeah the guy that's, the woman that's doing it sorry her name is Ashley Moody is her name she is a former former Florida Gator school there she went to the, she went to Florida um which I find is interesting that they are Filing something for the, you know, Florida State, big rival there. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I find that a little bit interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, John, let's get to some transfer portal news for today. So, Riley Leonard announces he's going to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. He's going to transfer to Notre Dame. He's actually going to be skipping the bowl as well for Duke, which well, I think with them losing their coach and that, and now losing their quarterback, that's going to be tough on them. And he also said he had in his um, – he had a do not contact tag. So, basically, he was – he already knew where he was going, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I I had heard, to be honest with you, through some of my contacts and stuff, I had heard well over a week ago that that's where he was going. Probably, 
probably before the portal even opened, to be honest. I had heard that's where he was going was Notre Dame, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Insider with Notre Dame. He's going to Notre Dame, Josh. The Fanboys podcast, Nathan. Uh, Yeah. So I had kind of heard that anyway. Um, Tonight, Mm -hmm. um, Tyler Van Dyke announced he from Miami is transferring to Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Um, Dion Burks, wide receiver from Purdue, who was a really good wide receiver, is transferring to Oklahoma. Um, Today, Kentucky got good news again with a top running back from Ohio State, Chip, and I'm not sure how that he pronounces his last name. Do you know, John? Mm. Trayanum? Something like that? Something to that regard, yeah. It's like Chip Trayanum, but I'm not 100%. Sure, that's your correct um, pronunciation. Well, two, um, some of these names, some of the big names, are still on the board. You know, you got you got Cam Ward, um, and he hasn't he hasn't really decided where he's going to go, but he's left the option open to go to the NFL too. Um, you got Will Rogers; he's taking a trip to Washington. He has. Him and um, the running back, March, from Mississippi State. He is. Um, you got Trevor Etienne from Florida. Um, that's the younger brother um, of the Clemson um, running back that plays for the – I hear uh, I hear he's a – I hear he's a Georgia lean, by the way. He is. And then you got – then you got the wide receiver from um, – I don't know South if that rumor is going to turn out to be true. Well, and you got the – and you got the – the guy from South Carolina that is probably one of the biggest wide receiver portal guys in, in the he's probably the big bag of fish, Juice Wells. Um he, he's looking for a deal. Um I'd heard Tennessee was in on him and then they kind of it kind of slowed off with Tennessee and I've heard other teams so I don't really this this is going to go on till at least January. So a lot of guys ain't going to pick until probably the end of Christmas. So yeah, it's going to be the middle of the year. Yeah, yeah it's it's going to happen right. all the way up to the new year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're talking about Cam Ward. Cam Ward is leaving open the option of going to the NFL, but he's also he is going to um, take a trip to Florida this weekend, basically, and he is going to Miami and Florida State both mm-hmm. this weekend. Um, DJ U, who played at Clemson, mm-hmm. is taking a visit to FSU. Yeah. Um, I find that one a little bit interesting. Um, you know. Well, so I will this, I will say this. Taking a visit there. I will um, say this. News, what, Nick, um, what, what Nick. What Nick you know, is saying. Got- Nick is saying. Um, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard through some, I wouldn't say sources, but just tea leaves talking, that Kentucky was really in on Macklin, the North Texas wide receiver. 
Um, I don't know how far they are with that kid, but he would yeah, be I a really to. good pickup. Um, he's a former Missouri. He played at Missouri before he, he did went to visit over. He visited last weekend. Macklin did. So Macklin was a, there. A, a he visited player. last weekend. And and Vandergriff, he kind of pitched the idea to him. They had a Twitter. They had a Twitter thing, and just and a bunch of the Kentucky media kind of tweeted it out that they. He was like, "What are we going to do, um, Vandergriff?" Like they was they was kind of going back and forth. So maybe we get another commitment here soon. Who knows? Yeah, it's one to keep an eye out. I have not heard any leans anywhere. I've not heard mm -hmm. that, but I, I do mean. know that Kentucky's going after him, and he did visit, and they do have a chance. So I have not heard heard any leans on him anywhere so i just i just want to make sure that everybody knows that he's he's one that i would love to have though he would be a great pickup six gonna get that up and move on to our pick six our first pick six, we're going to talk about college basketball. So far, a little over a month into the season, mm -hmm. about five weeks into the season now, um, everybody's played somewhere between eight and ten games, something mm -hmm. like that. Um, who do you think is your top six teams? For our pick six, uh, I think your number one has to be Arizona. Um, Caleb Love, that backcourt with him and Kylan, um, they're really, really good. You know, and they got Bavo in the middle. Um, Arizona is going to be a problem um, going forward. Um, second, you're probably going to look at Purdue. You know, Edie. Um, he had 35 points against Alabama Saturday. Um, and they got a big one this weekend against Arizona, which is – and I'm going to say this. It's on Peacock, ladies and gentlemen. It's not on regular TV. It's on Peacock. The number one team versus the number three team is on Peacock. Um, so, I don't, I don't like that idea. But that's the world we live in, John. It, it is. I agree with you, but it should it should be on CBS or or at least a high Ron, channel. Let me tell you what I let me tell you what I'm going to say about that. Yeah, but hang on, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to say about that. If that's what they want to do and put it on streaming network, then let them let them pick up however many people. Let them lose five million people watching watching it because they can't get it. Don't be jumping ship and thinking you got to pick this up and that up and everything else. If you want to be, then don't be picking that crap up and make them lose 3 million people watching it because that's where they put it. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. But to, to go on, Purdue's got some really good guards, Braden Smith. Braden Smith, 
Um, that guard play of Purdue is really, really good. And in, in, in the with Edie coming back, um, this is a better Purdue team than they was a year ago, I think, in my in my eyes. Um, the number three team, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Houston. I think Houston's better than Kansas. Um, I just think they, you know, they got the defense um, and, and they can score. Um, Kansas' biggest issue to me is their depth. Um, they're going to reach a game in the tournament where depth is going to be a big factor for this team, and they're going to have to have some guys to shoot. And if they ain't got, if they only got Hunter Dickinson playing, and the other guys are off, you can live with that. You can live with Dickinson going off, and you can live with the other guys not having a great game. Um, Kansas, to me, is not the number three team in the country. I, I mean, even UConn could be there, honestly. Um, Four, I'm going to go um, UConn. Um, they're just so good. Um, Caravan has come on for um, UConn. He's a really good player. Um, they they actually got Gonzaga Friday night, which which is going to be a fun game to watch. It's the only real big game this week, um, which is going to be a fun game to, to prepare for and get to see Gonzaga, which Gonzaga lost this weekend to Washington. Um, Keon Brooks and Severe Wheeler, former Kentucky players, they upset the, the Zags this past weekend. My number five team, I'm going to go Kansas. Um, I just don't think Kansas is in the top three. I just don't. I think their depth is is you know their depth is the issue. You know they get a lot, they get guys in foul trouble. They're in trouble. Um, the the pun the pun wasn't intended there. So. Um, but I just think they're going to have to have other guys step up, especially KJ. Um, he's going to have to step up. Harris is going to have to step up. They're going to have to have some other guys step up besides Hunter Dickinson, I think. And my number 16, I went back and forth on this but between Baylor and Marquette, and I decided I'm going to go Baylor. I think this Baylor team is as good as their national championship team that they had back in 21. Um, Ray J. Dennis is an absolute stud. Um, he had 17 points the other night against Seton Hall. Um, they got a big game this weekend. Um, they play Michigan State. On another hand, I just want to say this. This was my final buzzer. Um, I'm just going to add this into it. What in the world is happening at Michigan State right now? What's happening? You know, question. I don't know. That's my final buzzer, um, and I kind of want to drag that into here, so we won't have a final buzzer. I wanted to just bring that in here. Um, you know, they're four and five, and there there's a possibility that now that Michigan State, twenty five, what year streak? And of, they were a top four team preseason. They was. Now, they got some pieces. They got Atkins. They got Malik Hall. Yeah. And then they, and then they got – I'm trying to think of the other guy's name. Malik Hall and um, Tyson Walker. And those two are are pretty good. But they don't have nobody else to step up. The big man is not playing the, the best. Um, they got beat this past weekend against Nebraska. You know, that was a preseason team to, to win the national championship. And now they're at four and five. 
And now there's a possibility that their 25-year streak of going to the NCAA tournament is in jeopardy. Because let me let me just say this. If you lose this weekend, there is absolutely you're four, turn you're, four, you're four and six. You're four and six going into which is not the greatest Big Ten this year. The Big Ten is I wouldn't say it's the worst, but it's not the best. You got a few teams in there that's gonna be really good. You got um Illinois. Um I'm trying to think of the uh at the end of the year, Rutgers is usually good. They start out pretty slow, and then they get pretty fast. Um, lost train of thought who's in the Big Ten. Ain't that all? Wisconsin. Wisconsin will be there. Wisconsin's a pretty good team, which, granted, they got beat by Arizona. But who hasn't gotten beaten by Arizona? Um, they're, you know, they're the number one team in the country. So, the Big, e, the big Ten, and there's not going to be a lot of opportunities – for quad one wins for Michigan State. And there's an opportunity here yeah. to say, you know, hey, Michigan State might not even make the tournament. And I agree. I just let wanted to kind of bring through, that in. Let me run through my top six. Oh, I know. I was just wanting to – Let me run through my, my final buzzer. That was my final buzzer. I just want to kind of yeah. – I just want to kind of bring that in and just talk about it a minute, so. All right, let me run through my top six. I mean, they're they're pretty close to yours. Arizona, I think, is number one. Purdue is number two. I would put UConn three. Um, um, I think UConn is 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 three. I also am going to put Houston at four, Kansas five, and my six is Marquette. I really, really like this Marquette team. I know they've lost a couple of times to some good teams. Um, but, man, when this team is on, the, their guard play, they're scrappy as hell. Um, I mean, it, they're a fun team to watch. It's not a team I really want to match up with if I'm a Kentucky fan, to be honest they're, with they're, you, in the tournament. They're, real, they're, um, they're really good. You know, um, that's where that's where I battle with it. They are with Marquette, with Marquette and and the last team who did I say UConn was it UConn? Um, you you said no Baylor. 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 Uh, yeah, I love this Marquette team. Tyler Cole. Tyler Cole. Yeah, Tyler Cole might be the best, he might be the best guard in the country. He might be. I, I mean, this team is is something else, man. I'm telling you. If you have not yeah. seen them play, I've watched them three times. They're they're really fun to watch. Um. So our next one that we're going to do on our pick six is college basketball sleeper teams. So. I'll let it, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you go first. Make a run, or maybe get to the final four. All right. Well, I mean, you know, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little SEC flavor in this one. I think Chris Beard is doing something special um, down at Ole Miss. Um, he got he got a big guy back. 
eligible um, about a week ago, 10 days ago. And this team is 9-0. and And Chris Beard's a really good coach. He brought in some pretty good players in his first year there. And I'm not saying that they're going to win it all as a sleeper team. But, I mean, this team is good enough. I believe they can upset some people and make the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight, something like that, mm-hmm. in his first year. And, I mean, that, that would be a pretty good run for them. I really like this Auburn team as well. I think Auburn looks really good. Um, I, I was, I was just going to say, I'll just say we'll do we'll do two and two. Like you do two, I do two, and then we'll finish it out. How, would that okay. work? Um, my my All number right. one is Clemson. Yeah, that's fine. Um, my number one to me is Clemson. You know, they got right. PJ. They got PJ Hall back. Um, Chase Hunter's back. Um, they get well, I, I'm not saying these are my number ones. I'm just pointing them out. Yeah, and they got Joe Girard. Um, this is a dynamic and deep backcourt that Clemson has got. Um, and they got a big one again this weekend. They play Memphis. Um, you know, and they're – I think they're ranked, what, 13th in the country right now? There's a chance that a win over Memphis – and we're talking about a Clemson team being ranked in the top 10 in college basketball. Unheard of around here. It's just very unheard of. Um, my second sleeper, um, I was going, I was going to go Ole Miss, but I think I'm going to go a different route. Um, I'm going to go with New Mexico. Um, I like this New Mexico team. I think they're going to be a, you know, a tournament team before the year's out. Um, New Mexico didn't make the tournament last year after the run they made, um, which was unfortunate because they had a really good team. Um, you know, they got Jamal Mashburn. His son plays for they New Mexico. They did. They fell apart towards the end of the year. And they got Richard Patino as head coach, which I think he's a he's an excellent coach out there. So, give me New Mexico and Clemson. Um, that, that the Mountain West might be the most underrated conference in the in the country. Um, there's so many teams they beat up on each other every single that, year. I said that all last year. I, I've said it. Yeah. I've said it for the last three years. Um, they they just beat up on each other, and every night yeah. from Thursday and Friday nights during the week during conference season is absolute bonkers. Like you see some unbelievable games. At, at 11, 12 o'clock at night, games that you normally wouldn't watch, you turn on the, the CBS yeah. Sports Network and you got the Mountain West one down. So give me Clemson and New Mexico um, for my two. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, I, I didn't get – I didn't quite finish on Auburn, but Auburn's got a really good team. Um, they got a freshman guard, Galloway, Halloway, and uh, – got broom in the middle and this team has got some guards and i mean they're 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 a team to watch out for um and i wasn't really putting any ones in here if you want me to talk about my two top team sleepers 
I'm going to put you, I'm going to put Clemson in there because this Clemson team is legit, guys. Um, they, Gerard, I mean, I don't know. He's in his, what, ninth year of college basketball or something? I don't know. It's crazy. He keeps playing. I don't, I don't really, it's maybe not that much, but six, seven, I don't know how many years he's played, but it seems like he's played forever. Um, but, you know, PJ Hall and 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 that they've got a legit team out there that can challenge for the ACC. They do, and I think that they can make a run in this NCAA tournament. My second team is going to be Kentucky, guys. I, I just I feel like this Kentucky team um, is if they play at the speed that they need to play and have a good rotation of guys running in and out and not trying to play six or seven guys and wearing out his his crew. If they play right and use the talent that they have, I think they can run a lot of teams out of the gym. I really do. Um, Dillingham. I know a lot of people have been talking about Reed Shepard and rightfully so Reed Shepard has played awesome and I would put him at, at number two on, on my list. Dillingham, if you ask me out of all these freshmen and I know that Edwards and Wagner and Bradshaw and a few of these other had more accolades coming in and more, more people, you know, more people on them. But if you ask me, Dillingham's game is NBA ready right now. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if you watch him play, the way he can create and shift on his own and come up and come up with shots and stuff, he don't even need teammates. I mean, not really to get a shot off. Mm -hmm. Um, you put him in the pick and roll in the NBA with with some good guy in the middle. I mean, that's lethal. I'm telling you, man, that's lethal. Absolutely lethal. Um, and I think this team, I mean, Wagner is 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 the engine. Reed Shepard is the heart. And we got our First look at Bradshaw last week. Real look at Bradshaw, and he and he passed the test. Look pretty good. Now we're going to find out against a real big with, uh, uh, you know, against North Carolina and yeah. against North Carolina. Um, but those would be my next two. Would be Clemson and. Um, my. My next two is is going to kind of be off. I wouldn't say off the grid, but um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Syracuse. Um, what Autry is doing out up there at the Carrier Dome, um, they're playing some good basketball right now. Syracuse is. Um, you know, Jim Beheim Beheim retired last year. Um, they brought in the assistant Adrian Autry. Um, you know, they got Judah Mintz. He, he's a fresh – he's a really good player. Um, they got um, 
J.J. Starling from Notre Dame. They got some key pieces here that has a, has a really good chance to make make some noise in the ACC. I wouldn't say win the ACC, but be in the middle of the pack. And the thing about Syracuse is this. It's feast or famine a lot of times because they either lose in the first round or they go to the final four. There's no in-between. <laughs> that was especially with Jim Behan. They they either made a big run yeah. or, they, or they just got eliminated in the first round. But Syracuse is my first – that my third team. Um, my second team is Wake Forest. Um, you know, they got Alondis Williams. Um, he was from um, Oklahoma. Wake Forest has not really had – the greatest year up to par so far. But Steve Forbes is a heck of a basketball coach. Um, you know, he he come from a mid-major, then he went – he come into a power five and he's really done some work with this Wake Forest team. You know, they beat Duke a year ago. Um, they've been known to have a few upsets here and there. And Wake Forest is a team not to, to slouch on. Because they're a team that can make noise in the ACC tournament, I look for them to be a sleeper in this um, regular season. Now, will they win and be the top three or four? Probably not. But can they be middle of the pack like Syracuse can? Yes, because Steve Forbes is a really, really good coach. Um, you know, they got the Gonzaga transfer Hunter Salas. Um, they got the Central Michigan transfer Kevin Miller. Um, and you know, they got some good guard play and some big men in there, and, and Wake Forest can make some noise. All right. So you went two ACC schools. I'm going to go with two teams. My next one, my next two teams, I'm going to go with two teams that made runs last year that have a lot of players back that I think a lot – of the national thought and media is forgetting about. And that is Creighton and Florida Atlantic. I think both of these teams in the long run, when it comes to March, are going to be teams to have some reckoning with. Creighton's 8-1, and one, FAU is 7-2. and two. They have lost a couple of games. They're playing a much tougher schedule this year mm -hmm. um, right off the bat than they played last year. Um, but I think Dusty May is an excellent, excellent coach. He has all five starters back from a Final Four team last year. Um, and Creighton has been doing it for several years and made a run last year in the tournament as well. Um, I think they ended in the Elite Eight, I believe, last year, if I'm not mistaken. Creighton did, I, I want to say. Um, but, man, I'm telling you, both of these teams, they have some star players back. Like I said, FAU has five players back. Creighton would have, but one of them transferred out. Uh, but they have most of their guys back. If they had him back, I mean, this Creighton team would be 
right up there with Marquette and UConn mm-hmm. in, the, in the Big East, if you ask me. Um, you know, so those are going to be my six um, sleeper teams for college basketball. My as uh, Mike put some different ones in. Well, my next one is Ohio State. Um, you know, they get they got Bruce Thornton back, Roddy Gill Jr. Um, you know, Thornton averaged, I think, 10 points last year. He, he played a lot as a freshman. Um, and Gail Jr. didn't even have really a big role last year um, because there was a lot of guys sitting in, sitting in front of him. Um, you know, but they get Z, they got Zed Key back. Um, but the biggest thing with Ohio State for me is consistency. You know, they they had a good early start to the season, and then they lose. What was it? They lost on was it was it on Sunday? They lost to. I'm trying to think. Um, Ain't that awful? You forget. You forget. Uh, you forget the the teams that they win. And I really don't Penn know who State. they played recently. It was Penn State Saturday. They was, um, I think Ohio State had a 17. It was Penn State right day. I get. I lose train of thought when I'm trying to do this because I forget teams. Um, it was Penn State. They was up 17. And Penn State come back and won it, which Penn State this year is not a really good team. Um, they're they're kind of going through a transition with their coach. Um, he left and went to Notre Dame, so it's been a tough yeah, year for. Yeah, but Ohio State's a team to watch. My next team, I wouldn't say this team is a sleeper, but if you're looking at it from an outside perspective, they are because they're highly ranked in the top 15, and that's Oklahoma. Um, I'll tell you, Javion McCollum is outstanding. Um, they got a really good big man, and John Hughley. Hughley, he's from, he was from Pitt. Um, you know, they got Jalen Moore. He's a junior. He's a 6'7 forward. They got Otega Oway. Um, he's from Newark, New Jersey. He's a six-five guard. They got a fun team. You know, I watched the game against Arkansas Saturday, and they just play fundamental basketball. They just go right at you, and they play hard for forty minutes. And Arkansas didn't know what hit them. Arkansas got close to two or three points. And then Oklahoma just you hit them with saying, a run. You're saying what's going on with Michigan State? What's going on with Arkansas? That, that's that's another question. Um, that can be another but but end of the buzzer type thing. But this Oklahoma team's fun, man. Um, they're ranked number 11th in the country. Um, Oklahoma, if we're being if we're being honest, they got a shot at being a high seat. Like we're talking three in the three and four range. Moser came from Loyola, Chicago. You know, I really like this team. I think they're a really good um basketball team. I think they're gonna be they're gonna do good in 
um, Big 12 play. I think they're averaging um, 74 points a game. Oh, no, they're 25th in the country and 84 points a game. Now, does that usually happen in Oklahoma? Not usually. Um, you know, Moser, he came from Loyola, Chicago. He brought that toughness to him. I mean, he's bringing that same thing that he had at Loyola, Chicago with Sister Jean in that tournament run they had. That same mentality he's put in the Oklahoma brand and in their team. And I think they're a sleeper team, but you really don't really want to call them a sleeper team because they're ranked number 11th. But if you was looking at it from an outsider's perspective, you would think that Oklahoma is is truly a sleeper team. But those are my last two sleepers was Ohio State and Oklahoma. John or Josh, uh, the Arkansas head coach is Eric Musselman. <clears throat> And they have four losses and were ranked inside the top like 12 or 14 preseason. Um, and they already have four losses now. So um, that's what I was talking about. Well, okay. If we're if we're being fair with Arkansas, so if we're being fair with Arkansas, talk about they can't score. That's their main problem. They they can't, they have a hard time scoring the basketball. And you, you can't, can't win many games. Can't finish. When you can't shoot yeah. and you can't score, you're going to have issues. Yeah. So go on. I've watched them four times, and three of the four games, they 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 struggle to put the ball in the hole. Yep. Yep. All right. Real quick, I'm trying to run through this because I got a few other things we're going to talk about tonight, but. The top six best college football transfers that have committed so far. I'll give you a list of some of the ones that I think are top real quick. So my top is Raleigh Leonard with um, tra transferring to Notre Dame. Um, Oklahoma getting the Purdue transfer. Deion Burks, wide receiver, is up in there. Kentucky, mm -hmm. in my opinion, actually has two of them. And that is Brock Vandegrift, the QB, five-star QB from Georgia, and the four-star Texas A&M wide receiver, Cottrell. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I'm trying to think. I had two other guys in my head, and now I've lost them. Oh, Dylan Gabriel out of – Transferred to from Oklahoma out to uh, Oregon, I would mm -hmm. I would say him at 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 five, you know as a fifth one, and then my last one so far. Um, I think I'll go. I think I'll go with a cornerback. Pride, who transferred from Clemson and committed to, and we lost John. It looks like. 
somehow. I'm not sure what happened there. I want to say committed to Mississippi, the cornerback that I was talking about. It's an SEC school. But he's a highly rated guy. His last name is Pride. He's a cornerback. And that would be uh, my top six best college football transfers so far. And I don't know if John's coming back. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it kicked him out or what. Jerry, you said the Ohio State running backs got to be up there. He's he's close. I think there was two or three other guys. Um, I, I think, and even like um, I was looking up on on three and twenty four seven, they had Cottrell just a smidget higher than the Ohio State running back. So. I right. really don't. I've got John. I really, I really don't know what happened. It's done it. It's done it two or three times the last couple of weeks. I don't know. So um, I don't know. But anyways, yeah, I don't know either. My top six, um, honestly, would be I think you know Cam Ward, um, you know Marcus or uh, Dylan Gabriel. I think he he was a big piece. Um, for Oregon, um, I'm trying to think. I think Will Rogers would be a would be a big one, but he hasn't really committed yet anywhere. He's he's po he's slated to go to Washington for a for a visit. He hadn't committed um, yet. Yeah. I will say this: I don't really have a top six, but I do have some. You know, like I said, Ryan Leonard, Cam Ward. I think Grayson McCall is in that group will howard um etn from florida juice wells but there's a guy that is going to missouri that i really like um yeah but you're talking about people who hasn't committed i was talking about people who have committed oh this guy has committed he, he's a running That's back what I was from, talking about. he's he's a running back from georgia georgia state um he's going to missouri he and he was a finalist for the Dope Walker Award, I think he's really going to help Missouri. Um, he's a big piece to the Missouri offense, which Missouri done some incredible things this year. Um, you know, they're playing in a New Year's Six Bowl and the Cotton Bowl. So transfer portal season is still in, in progress. It's probably going to go on up until the first of the year, I think, what's the last day is the third, I think. Um, so it's – it's going to be not. It's going to be wild, wild west time until the end, the first of the year. So, and there's still more people coming in and coming out. There's still people that haven't even transferred yet that's going to be on the board. So, yeah, I mean the transfer portal goes up till like the middle of January. So yes. we still got a long ways to go. All right. So real quick, we're going to do a couple of no fly zones. These are going to be pretty simple. Um, the first one is 
the FSU filing in courts, the Florida Attorney General filing in courts over the college football playoff. I just want to say this. For me, it's an absolute no-fly, no-fly on this. And the reason why is, is get over it. I mean, this stuff's been going on in college football for as long as I can remember. I mean, teams were left out. Matter of fact, in 1993, if you want to be legit, FSU, in 1993, an undefeated West Virginia team was left out of playing for the college football championship over a one-loss Florida State team who actually went on to win the title, I'm pretty sure. Beat Nebraska, yeah. And, huh? They played in Nebraska, I believe. Florida State, Florida State won it in there in 92, 93, somewhere. I can't remember exactly what year it was. Yeah. But, and, I mean, this has been going on for years and years and years that teams get left out. Um, UCF was undefeated, and they didn't. I realize they're not a power conference, but I mean, it's not like it hasn't happened before. Um, and on top of that, uh, we're going to a 12-team playoff next year. I don't know if you guys know that or not at down in Florida or at FSU, but the problem's already fixed. <laughs> this won't be happening anymore when it comes to one-loss champions versus one-loss non-champions, this won't be happening anymore. We're going to a 12-team playoff, and they figured this out about, I don't know, three years ago, and I'm just saying maybe you should pay attention to the news down in Florida and and know what's going on because they figured this out and voted in a 12-team playoff that starts next year. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. To me, to me, this is a no-fly. Um, you know, I feel bad for Florida State. I hate that they didn't make the, you know, college football playoff. You know, there's, you know, we look at they should have been in, to, but I mean, well, and we go back to look at old teams that have went and, you know, been in and out of opportunities to make the playoffs and stuff, and. And you look at the 04 Auburn team. Auburn was one of them. And uh, at the end of the day, um, it is what it is. And you just have to you just have to suck it up and go on. So it's a no five. I mean, it's been happening in college football for for 60 years, 80 years. It's, you know, as long as you can remember. I mean, like, sorry about that. You know, I was trying. And, and I was trying to talk. One thing. I was trying to talk and watch my dog. My dog. I thought he was going to use the restroom yeah. on the tree. So I thought he was going to use the restroom. So yeah. <laughs> that's why I was talking. But but Auburn. That's all Auburn, right, man. So I'm just saying. This 04 Auburn was a team. You look at 04 Auburn. Um, I think there was a Nebraska team one year that I think that was a Heisman though where Tommy Frazier didn't win the Heisman because, you know, they won it all and he never even won the Heisman. 
Um, there's been controversies. Yeah, but this has been going on with championship teams too. I mean, it's been going on for years, and at the end of the day, you just got to accept it. Uh, it happened. Um, you know, people's not going to be happy about it, but you just – there's nothing you can do about it now. It, it, it's over when done with. Yeah. I agree, and I think it should be closed and shut, I mean, in my book. And mm -hmm. this one, I was looking at all the SEC teams' schedules for next year. There are five SEC teams this year that did not make a bowl, mm -hmm. that did not get the six wins. There are five teams, all right? There are six SEC teams next year that play four of those five teams out of the eight games. There are five SEC teams that only play one game against those non-bowl teams this year. So I know back early in the year, here, when we were looking at the SEC schedules, when they come out, there was talk, oh, well, these all look pretty even and blah, 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 and all this. But after the season and you look at these schedules, yeah, I'm not so sure. Texas is coming into the SEC and gets to play four games against non-bowl teams of their eight. The other two, two of the other four, I mean, are against seven and five Texas A&M and seven and five Kentucky. That's mm -hmm. their schedule. And then they play Georgia and Oklahoma. That's their SEC schedule next year. I mean – I, I just, like, when you look at these, you think, man, maybe they should reshuffle this a little bit. Well, and I know you probably haven't looked at them. I haven't, but not recently. But when you come I think to, if you're going to play the best. And you got four of your eight games against non-bowl eligible teams? Yeah, and but you other gotta, teams have won? I don't know. It it just it, you gotta look at the schedule that they have in the non-conference too, because I think Texas plays some hard teams in the non-conference too. So and, and you're going and Michigan. you're already and not saying that. You know, Kentucky's not an easy game or this and that's an easy game. But I tell people all the time, you know, if you look at recruiting rankings with the SEC, Kentucky is recruiting at a, at a pretty good clip for what they are for Stoops. And they're still 12th in the SEC. They are. Absolutely. I mean, it, people don't – you know, even – there was a but couple of teams. Top, but they're 23rd in the country. Yeah, tell me how, how messed up that is. They're it's 23rd they, in the country, but 12th in the SEC. It's because the SEC – That's crazy. I, I tell people all the time, the SEC is the, is the toughest conference in football. 
and it will always be that way. And if you even add FSU yeah. and Clemson, it's going to get even harder. Because then you're going to go what to sixteen teams? No, you're going to go sixteen. I, I I don't. I honestly don't think that FSU is going to get added to the to the SEC. I'm going to tell Clemson you how might, I feel about this. But everything. I I feel like this is a, a, a no fly. Everything I'm hearing, the SEC would like to add a North Carolina team and a Virginia team. That's what I'm hearing. Not here, Clemson here, and FSU. Here's the thing, though. At the end of the day, you know, we're, next year we're going to 16 teams and the schedule gets a little bit harder. And when you look at it from a realignment deal, the the G5 and these little schools are going to be left in the mud because what you're going to have is you're going to have a bunch of power conferences form like just a power power like a, like 20 teams, 22 teams, and it's just going to be power five against power five. And a lot of these little schools, John, are going to be left out. Let's look real quick. Look real quick. Let's look at the top 13 in the college football playoff rankings this year. Okay. The top 13 teams, there's only one team out of the top 13 that is not going to be in either the Big Ten or the SEC next year, and that's FSU. Mm -hmm. FSU was the only team that's not going to be in the Big Ten or the SEC next year out of the top 13. That's – that's what, I, that's what I'm getting at. Now, it's, I'm not saying that's going to happen next year because these two, these teams have to play each other. They'll have to play each other. So, you, you know, one or two of them may drop out. It may not be 13, but I guarantee you out of the top 10, there's eight of them. I'll guarantee yeah. it right now. And the, thing, and the thing, too, with this whole realignment, yeah. I tell people all, all the right. time with this, with this realignment that – you know, you got USC going to a Big Ten school. Now they got to play Michigan and Ohio State. So it evens up the playing field now to where USC don't have a bunch of cupcakes anymore. They got to actually go and, and, and play play some tough-nosed football. So it changes every single thing. So that's my take on the whole realignment thing. It does. Josh, Jerry, I'm trying to. But I'm going to move on to my last little topic here of the night. Um, and that is the SEC preseason. A lot of people thought the SEC was going to get eight, nine, ten teams in the in the in March Madness in the NCAA tournament. And I'm talking college basketball here again, kind of switching things up back and forth. Um, and the SEC has not opened well in 
the first five weeks of the season. Like I said, um, Arkansas's got four losses. They were a top 14-15 team. Alabama has, you know, been playing some good teams, but they've lost two or three times now. Um, they were up in there. Texas A&M, everybody thought they were going to be, um, you know, top 10 team. And, and, and right there, picked to possibly win the SEC. They haven't looked good. They have fallen out of the top 25. Right now, there are two teams left in the top 25. And one of them is Tennessee, and they have like three losses. And Kentucky's the other now, one. And Kentucky's the other one. My mm -hmm. question to you, John, is the SEC gonna gonna save some face and like climb and 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 really a down here, even though everybody well, kind of thought it was gonna be a tough year. Well, they, this weekend we'll find out just how really good they are. Um, Kentucky, what's up, Bodkin? Kentucky plays North Carolina. Um, Texas A&M plays Houston. Um, Tennessee plays NC State. Um, if I'm forgetting one. Alabama plays Creighton. So we're going to find out how good the SEC is this weekend. And you got LSU playing Kansas State. So this weekend's slate is, is loaded from top to bottom. And we're going to find out where they're, what they're made it, of. Hang on just a second. Pause that thought. All right, Nick Botkins is with us. He does his own show, the Botkins Show there. You can see um, he asked about his girl, Caitlin Clark, if she's coming back next year or not. All I know is, is if you want her to come back, you're going to have to pony up. Because <laughs> yeah. – she technically could with that extra year. If she does, man, there ain't nobody that's going to catch her in scoring from here to on out. They could play for 200 more years, and ain't nobody going to catch Caitlin Clark. That's all I'm going to say, if she does. She has talked about it. She has thought about it. But so Indiana, Indianapolis, I think, got the – Number one pick, they got Aaliyah Boston um, last year. And you think, man, could you have a team with Aaliyah Boston and Caitlin Clark on the same team in the WNBA? That'd be pretty damn sweet, actually. That in there. But go ahead, John. Sorry. No, but I had to answer him real quick. Do you think the NC can, can, can rebound? Um, you know, we got Texas A&M playing Houston this weekend. We got um, Alabama playing Creighton. Kentucky plays North Carolina. You got, um, like I said, Tennessee playing NC State. And there, there's so many others that's going to be playing this weekend. The slate is absolutely loaded. Um, so I think they can rebound. But I will say this. I love me some Caitlin Clark, Watkins. 
I will say this, as far as the SEC goes, I think the top four, if you're looking at it from from one on through four, it right now it's Tennessee, Kentucky. You got to put Auburn in there, and then you got to put Alabama, and then after that, it's an absolute crapshoot. It's just whoever, it's middle of the pack, whoever's there. And at the end of the day, well, I mean, I don't better think- than the rest of these teams that we're talking about, I think I think Auburn looks better than the rest of these teams. I do too. That that's talking about. That's why. That's why I got you. Auburn at three. I mean, that's why I got Auburn at three. Out of the teams that I have seen in the SEC, like Alabama's there. I'm not going to say they've lost to some really good teams when they've lost. So mm-hmm. Alabama's there. Okay. I would put I don't I'm not even really all that impressed with Tennessee. Their offense is stale. It's around uh Connect or whatever his name is. And they they you know they they just don't rotate the ball around. It's dribble bounce with him and looking for him. And I would say I would put Alabama, Kentucky, Ole Miss, and Auburn as my top four right now. The rest of them, I just haven't seen them play all that great. Yeah, we talked about that earlier about the Big Ten. You'll have to to get on there. We we spoke on it. It's not going to be the best. Beyond Purdue, it's kind of down. Um, I mentioned it about Michigan State. But, Nick, by the way – on my show, and I'll pass it on. Botkins has he's with LTS, um, and that's let's talk sports. I'm part of it as well. We are too. Check him out. He actually does several different shows. He's on. There's no West and East. The, I'll just throw that out there. I'll hit you. I'll get you a little. There's pub no. There. There's no. I'll get it, you a little pub there, Botkins. There's no West and East, Josh. It's their full rankings now. I mean, you got teams in the West and stuff, but it's not. Um, it's not a division. It's not sure. division. Is he talking about basketball here. Yeah, yeah. No, they're not. There are no divisions anymore. No. Um, but yeah, I tell you, and Mississippi State's in there too, in South Carolina. You know, South Carolina's there. Um. But I wanted to kind of do the yeah, last buzzer. I would put Mississippi State in there too. I wanted to do the last buzzer tonight. So, all right. Hang on a minute, Botkins. I hit you back, man. He's he he does some really good work. So check him out. Let's talk sports. So got, I don't know, two or three other shows that he does with them. Um, NFL stuff, all sports stuff. I mean, check him out. He's he's great. Mm-mm. It's been the last what two to three years, ain't it, uh, Brad? They 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 cut divisions out three or four years, two or three years ago. It's been straight top top ten, top eleven. 14. 
Yeah, yeah, it's been a while in basketball. Yeah, yeah. they ain't they ain't done divisions yeah, in a long a while. Time. Yeah, they ain't done divisions in a long All time. All right. Yeah, it's been a while since they had divisions in basketball. All right, so, John. What's my your final last buzzer? Bu my final buzzer is what is the status of Arkansas basketball? Um, that's kind of where I wanted to go with this tonight. Um, you know, they was if, picked. If you're watching the Oklahoma game over the over the weekend, Eric Musselman lost his cool exactly in the same way he lost his cool against Oklahoma like two or three years ago. Yeah. And, and um, I mean, it, it, it looked bad. Yeah. Like really bad. He Got looked like out. a little – he just looked like a little He's midget running, guys. running around there just terrorizing people. Like, yeah, he's like, like five foot four. I mean – Like he was just – Yeah. Just I didn't. mean – but that's what I want. I, I didn't want to speak on it long, but you know, everybody picked them to be, you know, they had the portal, they won the portal. Um, you know, this past summer, um, everybody was predicting them to be the top team in the SEC, and everybody was just kind of predicting them to to have another Elite Eight team, which which they which they can, they possibly can. But at the end of the day, if this Arkansas team don't get it they together, they do. They have tons of talent. Talent. They got Mark, Tremaine Mark from Houston. Um, they got Trevon, Trevon Brazil, Devo Davis come back. Um, they have Jalen Graham. Brazil, yeah, Graham. Yeah. And I'll say this. If this continues with Arkansas, um, I just don't see them going for in the tournament especially with the way they played against Oklahoma. And, yeah, they beat Duke, but Duke is not as good as everybody thought now. Um, Duke might not be as the team that Duke usually is. So, yeah, Arkansas, they got to score. They're not scoring. You know, it looks like they get behind and they, they just – they force a lot of shots. And then they just – I think sometimes they just get stagnant at times. And it's just it's bad basketball. I me. told y'all I've watched I've watched four games. The one the other night, I mean, there was a stretch. They were seven of twenty-five from the floor. I mean that's not that's not gonna win that's, many. Like, that's terrible. It's not gonna win you many games. I mean, that's I what twenty-five percent. Yes. It's not gonna win you many games, especially in the SEC. 30%. And, and what's so tough about this yeah. is this Arkansas team was picked first to win the SEC. They was picked to win the SEC. One of the top teams to win the SEC. They were. They were the and highest ranked. They were the highest ranked preseason SEC team. You know, Arkansas. and they had the – I think they had the number one portals too. The, the portal. They won the portal too. And it just seems like – there's no consistency yeah, they did. with the Arkansas team. You know, the last couple of years they've done this, and then they kind of turn it on towards the tournament time. But why can't you turn it on early in the year and late in the year? They've done like, great like, in the middle, middle of the year. You know, 
they seem like they start out so slow and then it takes them forever to get back and then they're right back. And then, you know, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't say Musselman's on the hot seat, but I would say that if this continues, Arkansas fans won't put up with it, especially in basketball, because they have a really rich tradition, um, especially, you know, Corvus Williamson, Scotty Thurman, Corey Beck, Nolan Richardson. This is, this is to me, this is a basketball school. For the last 30, 35 years they have, for sure. This is a basketball school, and it's a passionate fan base. Arkansas fans are, you know, they're as passionate as they come. They're, they're like Kentucky fans in a way with the way they're passionate about their team. But Arkansas, you got to score to win basketball games. You can't go two- and three-minute droughts and not be able to score. So that was my final buzzer tonight. Um, I kind of want to just kind of clink in on Arkansas because it's been a really tough – it's been a really tough year for them so far. All right, guys. So I'm going to give you a couple of updates. We got stuff going on. We got holidays coming up. So – our next show, um, it says Sunday, but that should be Thursday. I'm sorry I did not change the date and time on that. It is Thursday the 14th, and it's there. Mm-hmm. It's going to be our uh, game day, college sportscast game day pick Me and John will be with you this Thursday on the 14th at 8 o'clock. Sorry. Um but we will not be doing a show this Sunday. I'm actually going out of town. I will not be uh, doing a show on Sunday. And then the next Tuesday. Sunday is Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. We will not be doing a show then on Christmas Eve. And I, I, I know that we probably won't be doing a show the day after Christmas on the 26th. And this one, I'm not a hundred percent sure on yet, but I do know the next two Sundays, we will not be doing shows. So I just want to, we will be here. We will be here next Tuesday and Thursday though. Yes. And this, and this Tuesday and Thursday. So yes, this Tuesday and Thursday, Get us and while next you can. Tuesday and Thursday, we will be here. Um, but we got holiday stuff coming up and things like that. So we're gonna yeah, miss Brad, that. And Brad's gotta eat his pecan pie, his pecan pie, his pecan pie. Hey. <laughs> He's gotta have his pecan pie. <laughs> I do love it if you want. Y'all can all send me some if you want. I'll, I'll eat it. <laughs> oh, I will say this. I will say this before we go. There is a loaded slate this weekend, so there's going to be a lot of games to pick from on Thursday. There is. So, We're going to have fun picking games on Thursday because there is a great slate of college football, college basketball there, games. There's no college football this weekend. There actually there is. Bowl. Oh, there is. Okay. There actually is. There is six bowl games that we're going to pick on okay. Saturday. There's six bowl games, and we're going to pick. We're going to go through all the bowl season. We, I did it last year. We're going to go through all the bowl season each week and pick the games that are coming up. So we we will go through and pick some games, um, and and have a little bit of fun with it. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a fun show on Thursday. Y'all join us. 
This has been College Sportscast, the Big Fuss Show. Sorry, I was looking at the bourbon balls. I do want some <laughs> bourbon balls, Josh, Josh Hart. <laughs> yeah, you can send me some of those, too. I, was, I do want some bourbon balls. All right. Y'all have a good night. I'll see you later. Have a good one.